you guys, these are the best activities. These are the things that your kids are going to remember about being in your classroom, right? These are the ones, right? And that's why I wanted to make this freebie because these are the ones that are going to transform what you're doing in your classroom. I'm your host, Vanessa Levin, and on this podcast, I'm going to share the tools and training you need to teach better, save time, and live more. If you're ready to get started teaching smarter, not harder, then head over to prekpages.com to learn more. Hey there, let me ask you a question. Have you ever entered your email address somewhere on the internet to get a freebie of some kind? Yeah, guilty. Me too. Totally all the time. And then sometimes you get the thing, the freebie, right? And you're like, oh, that totally wasn't worth putting my email address in for. Yeah, I'm sure you can relate because I know it's happened to me a lot of times. I am so excited because over the last I don't know, three or four years, maybe I've been keeping track in this little notebook that I have of alphabet printables that aren't big enough to create like a bundle or a packet. They're just like one off, but they're super helpful. They're super effective, highly engaging. These are things that I've used in my own classroom over the years that my kids have absolutely loved and that have really helped them when it comes to learning the alphabet. And so I started making this list and I wanted to get it to a certain like number so that it would be like, wow, that's an amazing freebie, right? Because sometimes you download those freebie things and they're like just a couple of pages and you're like, yeah, I could have probably Googled all that, right? So I really wanted something that was over the top, like, wow, like I can't believe I'm getting all this for free. So I made the list and I'm so stinking excited to tell you that I did it. I finally did it. I created every single one and I put them into a nice, tidy little downloadable for you. It's completely free. You can grab it at the link below. And let me just go through some of the things that are in it. I'm so excited for this. You guys are just going to love it. It's going to skyrocket literacy success in your classroom. So first up is alphabet fishing. So I had in my classroom, and I'm sure many of you do too, an alphabet fishing game. And those stinkers can be expensive, am I right? I mean, some of the big name teacher resource online seller stores, you know, I won't name them, but the big ones, you know, that have real paper catalogs and all that. They sell this type of a game for a lot of money. But did you know that you can actually do alphabet fishing easy peasy with some pieces of paper. Let me tell you about this printable. This is how I came up with this one. Well, of course, we can always just print out fish and we can cut them out, right? That's cool. You can add paper clips. That's cool too. But you and I both know that when you put the magnets on the fishing poles and the kids go fishing for them and you're using those paper clips on the fish, they come off, right? Let's not kid ourselves. It's not a foolproof method. So one day I was in the teacher's lounge and there was a teacher in there, you know, laminating like 25 feet worth of stuff, right? Did you guys have, do you guys have this too, where there's like a measuring tape attached to your laminating machine and you only have a certain number of feet that you can use each month. And every time you laminate, you have to write the number down on the sheet. Yeah. What's that about? 
Like, come on, people. The younger of the child you work with, the longer the number of lamination feet you should get each month. But anyway, there was this lady in there laminating her 25 feet. And as her stuff was coming out of the laminator, now this is a big professional laminator, okay? We're not talking about her personal laminator, those little itty bitty things. This is a big professional laminator. And as it was coming out, I was hearing this like clinking noise. So I looked over, because you're always going to look at what everyone else is laminating, right? Just in case you can get some good ideas. I looked over and there were like these little metal things on the back of what she was printing out. Now, she wasn't an early childhood educator. I don't remember what purpose she had for using these things, but she was. And um, I asked her, what are those things? What are those metal things that you're running through the laminator? Now, they were attached to a piece of paper, but she said, those are washers. And I was like, washers? You know, those flat little round discs with the hole in the middle that do some type of mechanical thing. I don't know what. They cost pennies, pennies at your home improvement store. So she told me about these washers and how she was going to use them for this magnetic activity she had for whatever grade she taught. Sorry, I don't remember who she was or what she taught. I just remember all the goodness that she shared with me about washers. So instantly my teacher brain just went on overdrive and I'm like, fish. This is the answer to the paper clips that come off my fish when we play the fishing game. This is before I had a fancy, expensive fishing game. So I ran back to my classroom. I cut out some paper fish. I taped, I just took a piece of scotch tape. I taped the washers on the back, ran back to the laminator, laminated my fish, cut them out, put them in my sensory bin because we would use our sensory bin for fishing a lot. And the angels started singing when my kids started playing with this. It solved all of my paperclip problems, you know, because in the paperclips, they get tangled up with each other. And then you've got like a big fish nest in there and they're pulling them. And yeah, it's a nightmare. But I used the washers. It was amazing. So then I was like, how can I share this with, you know, my followers? Because I love to share things that are going to help you teach better, save time, and live more. And let me tell you, the fish helped me do all of that. I had more time for working with kids in small groups because they weren't always calling me over saying, Mrs. Levin, the fish are tangled. <laughs> so I, that helped. I never had to remake the fish or find new paper clips or whatever. So I saved myself time. These things, I saved money too, because I didn't have to buy a fancy expensive one. My school bought me the fancy one later. Anyway, I made a printable for you so that you can do the same thing. So I recommend taking the fish I made upper and lower. Because mm -hmm, I know you, I got you. <laughs> I made upper and lower of all of these because people always ask, you know, can you make the opposite version? And I was like, when we do this freebie bundle, we are going to have upper and lower for everything. So you choose which one works best for you and your kids. Ready to learn new ideas not shared on the podcast that will help you thrive in the classroom? Check out our incredible professional development resource and support program at teachingtrailblazers.com. Then I highly recommend printing the fish on um, brightly colored cardstock. And my favorite is Astro Writes. It's just a brand of brightly colored cardstock paper. Cause a lot of times cardstock comes in like really 
muted pastel colors, which is great too. But if you want the really bright colors, I mean, they even have neon, you can get Astro Bright's cardstock. So now you've got nice, sturdy paper. You print the fish out. I used a nice font. It's a nice, thick, but easily recognizable font. And then you tape your washers to the back. Now, these are just pennies, pennies at the home improvement store. You run them through your laminator. And I've used it on my personal laminator. It works on there, too. Um, and if you use it at school, this is a pro tip. Are you listening? Yes. Pay attention. You. You're going to want to do it when no one else is around because that teacher later on, the one that I learned all this from, she got in trouble because the custodian said that the washers were nicking the roller on the laminator. And when, when your laminator roller gets nicked, you get bubbles and bubbles create the lamination, make the lamination not stick and so forth and so on. I don't think it was her washers. I think it was another lady who was uh, laminating paper clips because those do nick the roller. Um, so if you're if you're wondering why not just laminate the paper clips, that's why those have a sharp edge or a sharp point, and they will nick the roller on your professional laminator. So that was just lamination 101, wasn't it? Like you need you need like a certificate here. I took lamination 101. Um, I always laminate. I always cut and then laminate so that I, the laminate will have a thick, secure edge around the fish because this is a game that gets lots of use. So fishing game, upper and lowercase alphabet. And this is a game, I think I've talked about it before. My kids love it. It doesn't matter if they're three if they're four, five, or six, I have used it with all of those age groups, and all of them are equally enthralled with this game. Do not ask me why. I guess it's, you know, you got a fishing pole, right? So you got something in your hand. There's a magnet at the end, so that's kind of fun. You'll have to kind of search for things using this, this magnetic fishing pole, and you pull it out and you discover something fun. I guess that's the appeal. But I have had children from ages three to six play this game for a long time. My three-year-olds actually played it for longer than any of the other age groups, which is amazing, right? They're just fascinated by the whole thing. Absolutely incredible. And when they pull the fish out, now you can just, you know, put it out there and let them explore freely. And you can even do colors. That's what I like about having your own to laminate. You can do different colors of fish. You could just not even use the letters and just have them do colors at first, you know, depending on the age group you work with. Um, but then you can move on to, after they've freely explored it for a while, you can move on to pulling them out and looking at them and identifying the letters, like in a small group type of a setting where you're kind of over at sensory table type of a deal or wherever you do your alphabet fishing. And then you can move on to having them match. Like you could print out two sets of these and one could be like a matching mat and they would have to take them out, look at them and then match them, which is a visual discrimination skill. You can do it any number of ways. You could have put out name strips, name cards for your kids and they could look for the fish that have the letters of their name in them. Totally up to you. So that's only freebie number one, you guys. Can you believe it? There's more. So the next one is an alphabet board game. I love board games. They're perfect for small group activities. So you gather your small group around and you can print out these board games. But here's the beauty of these board games, you guys. 
everyone uses ABC board games in their classroom, right? I used them for years and years and years. I used to make them on file folders with a Sharpie, you know, super high tech. These are, drum roll, wait for it, wait for it, editable. <laughs> so now when you take your small groups, right? So you've got your assessment data because that's how we determine our small groups, right? That's a whole other podcast episode. We take our assessment data, we look at it, we pull our small groups, we get our small group in front of us, and you know exactly which letters they know and which letters they don't know. So what you've done is you've pre-programmed one of these editable um, alphabet board games, right? It's a sheet of paper, but you type in the letters that you, you want them to learn. And now remember, there's a formula for that. So you don't just use letters that your kids don't know, right? Because we want to teach them what they don't know, but you have to use some, they're going to have them feeling success, right? And I can't remember the exact ratios, but these board games, they're also differentiated. So there's one that's kind of got big chunky squares. So you only use a smaller number of letters. And then there's a medium sized squares. So you use a little larger, uh, a little smaller, and then the really big one with a lot of letters on it. So you choose based on your group. So for example, let's say you have a group beginning of the year, they only know like three average of three letters in this small group. So you're going to use the board game with the really big squares and it only has a few letters on it. And you're going to make sure that, and you can even personalize them for each child. All you have to do is open them up in Adobe Reader and type the letters in that you want your kids to be working on. How stinking cool is that? And another thing that I did, I don't know if it'll show up in the picture here or not, but I color coded them. So there's the easiest level, right? With the bigger squares, that's one color. The medium level, I copied it on a different color copy paper. And then there's the, um, the, the biggest level with all the letters. I colored, I copied that on different color. And I, again, I used Astro Brights just because it's just an easy brand to remember. And they have those really pretty colors. And then you can print them out and laminate them. You can do whatever you want with them. But again, uppercase and lowercase, editable. So you can personalize, customize, and individualize instruction for each of your students. That is the beauty of it. So this is a fabulous small group activity. You can use it all throughout the year using different letters and it doesn't even have to be used for the alphabet because it's fully editable. You could put numbers in there. So now you've got a math game and an alphabet game. You could, I'm not sure if sight words will fit. I actually didn't try to put them in there. I think based on the size of the square, it might be possible. You'll have to check it out and let me know. I'm not sure. So for our kindergarten teachers, check it out and let me know. Uh, maybe I can make a bigger version for those. Um, maybe I'll do the two-letter sight words. But anyway, super fun, highly engaging, because then they're going to be tossing the cube, right? And you, you do have a pocket cube, right? Oh, those, yeah, yeah. I can hear all the amens out there right now. I always use the pocket cube. It's it's that soft, cushy cube with pockets on each side, clear pockets, and then you just put in whatever you want. So I just take um, index cards, write the letters on them that go with that game, with that alphabet game, right? That board game. 
cut those index cards, stick them in the pockets, and now that cube is customized to go with that game. You can also write the letters that you want your, your group or individual students to um, find on cubes, small cubes. You can get them at the craft store. Sometimes they even have them in the target spot. Um, and they're they're like a dollar for a whole bunch of them. And you just write the letters that each child is working on or each group. So that's another way to do it. But anyway, so we did alphabet fishing, upper and lower, alphabet board game, fully editable. Then we have oh, the alphabet roads. And so if you've got, you know, little kids, they love cars. They love to make the noises. Vroom, vroom, vroom. It's hands-on, it's interactive and engaging. It's printouts. Um, there's obviously 26 of them, one for each letter of the alphabet. And then you take little cars. Now I like to use the cars that you get like in the birthday, um, what do you call them? Party favor bags, right? So you go to the parties section in Walmart or any other um, store that carries party supplies and look for the little favors that you people will put in, you know, they're like junk trinkets. These are things like little junk trinkets, but they do have these little plastic cars. I like to use those because they're colorful, they're small. Um, they're not going to be making a lot of noise because they're plastic. They're not metal. Um, yeah. So I just like to use those. They're just, they're cheap. They're easy to get. But if you have a child at home who has matchbox cars, then have at it, right? And raid that child's matchbox car collection, or you can collect some at garage sales. But anyway, and then I write the letters on the top of those cars. And now uh, they have their letter mats. They can, you can pick and choose. Again, small group, look at your assessment data and say, okay, this group, they only, they know 10 letters. And um, so we're going to work on some of these letters here they don't know yet, or maybe start them off with a familiar letter and so forth. And they're going to trace the letters with the car. They're going to drive the car over the letters because there's there's roads, right? The, the letters have like the little yellow line to indicate that it's a road. I can't even tell you how much fun my kids have had with that over the years. Um, so much fun. And it's something that you put out at the beginning of the year for sure, because you're trying to hook them in and engage them, right? And get them really excited and motivated about this whole letter thing, right? So if you've got the alphabet fishing and you've got your board games for small group and you've got the letter roads, you are on the road to success with your kids and the alphabet. So that's another one. Now that one takes a lot of ink, just FYI. A lot of people say that takes too much ink. Another thing you can do is you can just draw the roads with the Sharpie on some regular old paper. You don't need a fancy printout either, but it's so much fun. The next one is my alphabet sensory cards. So we all know that the way that young children learn letters of the alphabet, the most effective way is when they see it, say it, hear it, and do it, right? It's the multi-sensory approach. So they see the letter, they hear the letter name, right? They say the letter name, see it, hear it, because you're saying it, say it, they say it, and then do it. And there's some kind of emotion or movement to go with it. And one of the ways you can do that is to activate the touch to brain connection by having them put their finger on a letter 
like sandpaper letter or a sensory card of some sort. And as they say the letter, first they see it, then they hear you say it, then they say it, and they put their index finger, their dominant hand on top of it and trace it. And one of the things you can do is sandpaper is great, um, but it's fun to mix it up. And so I have these alphabet sensory cards and you can put sand on those with glue, make your own. You can use colored sand. You can use scented sand, right? So you can scent your sand if you want to, to give those letters a smell. And now you're activating another sense, a sense of smell, right? Did I ever tell you about the time that I did this with sight words? I was doing um, kindergarten, summer school. And we did this with sight words, only we did Kool-Aid over glue. And um, we were also doing like uh, songs. I think it was Heidi songs, a different song for each sight word. And the little guy comes in. We had done some of these the few days before. And my room smelled amazing, right? Because I was using the scented Kool-Aid on top of the glue to make these like sensory tactile names. So anyway, this little guy comes in my classroom a few days later and he goes, smells like the <laughs> he remembered that when he did the um the kool-aid over the glue names that <laughs> that it smelled like that smell that he was smelling when he came in anyway it was really funny but anyway these are sensory cards so you can print them out and then you can decide um, what medium you're going to cover the letters with. So you're going to cover the letters with glue. I recommend like liquid glue and use a cotton swab so that you um, cover the entire inside of the letter. There's like a big outline. You cover, color, cover the inside with glue. Then you sprinkle on your either sand, Kool-Aid, sensory sand, whatever it is. Um, and then you make your own tactile letter cards because we like kids to be doing this type of activity to get that multi-sensory learning in. It's proven to be highly effective for all children. So it doesn't matter if your children have special needs. It doesn't matter if they have learning difficulties or delays. This is a highly effective method for all children, unless maybe they have a vision or a hearing deficit, in which case then that modality would be blocked, but they can use the other modalities to learn the letters. So we talked about the uh, fishing game, the editable board game, the alphabet roads, the sensory cards. And then I got the chicka chicka boom boom upper and lowercase mats. So if you've seen my video of the magnetic chicka chicka boom boom tree, that's everyone's favorite, favorite activity. It is so much fun. It's right up there with the fishing game and the alphabet roads and the cars, right? It is right up there with that. And so that's just two metal cans taped together, cover it with some brown construction paper or brown contact paper, stick a fake plant in the top. And now you've got the chicka chicka boom boom tree and you're reading the story and you have some magnetic letters and the kids can come up and put the letters on the tree as you tell the story. You'll probably want to do the story first and do it as a demonstration. And then you can invite them to come later and interact with it. And then I created this printable to go with it for independent practice. So once you've done it with the class, you've modeled for them, and then you've done it with them in an interactive way where they're coming up and interacting with the chicka chicka boom boom tree, right? Because the magnetic letters stick to the metal cans. So much fun. Now, after everyone's had it probably several turns, because you're not just going to want to do this once. This is a lot. This packs a big educational punch. So I usually do it a couple of times, at least over the course of a week or two. 
at least. And then we do it in small group. Then we put that out for independent practice. And that's when, well, in small groups too, you can use these mats. So it's a picture of a coconut tree and it has the letters on it. And as the kids come up and put them on the tree, they can look for those letters on their printable mat, right? And they can daub it with a bingo dot marker or a bingo dauber. Um, so that way there's an extra level of engagement because otherwise they're just calling out letters or they're just waiting for a turn or whatever. So this way there's an, an added level of engagement. There's an upper and a lowercase version, you're welcome, of the Chicka Chicka activity. If you have not tried this one yet, it is never, ever, ever too late to try something new. Believe me when I say your kids will love it. Lots and lots of teachers all over the world have tried this and they all say the same thing. Their kids just love the Chicka Chicka Boom Boom activity. So you can use this printable to go along with it. We got the parking lot and that is... Um, those, those cars that we talked about that we were using for the roads, you can also use those same cars because we don't just want to buy these cars and use them once. We want to use them multiple times. You can make a little parking lot uh, for each child or you can make a general parking lot. Put it in your block center along with those alphabet cards and write the letters in the spaces on the parking lot. And I believe the parking lot is editable. So you can just go in and type the letters that you want your group or this group of kids to be working on. And then they drive the cars into the right spots. How cool is that? How fun. And here is a testimonial from my nephew. My nephew, he's that kid, you guys. He is that kid. <laughs> he is that kid. He won't sit down and listen for anything in the whole world. He refuses to draw or write. He's one of those tornado kids where he just takes a black crayon every single day during writing time and he makes scribbles and he says it's tornado. <laughs> he only likes completely fully engaged physical activities, right? So um, his, during the pandemic, his parents were panicking that he didn't know um, any letters or enough letters or whatever in, that they had in their mind. And so I said, I know what Andrew will like. And so I got, I knew he absolutely loves cars. He's crazy for cars. Cars are his life. He eats, sleeps, and breathes cars. So I got him some of those cars. Well, he already had plenty of cars. So we really didn't need to do that, but um, he had plenty of those cars. So his parents just took pieces of tape and they wrote the letters on tops of some cars and they made a little parking lot for him using the letter of his, letters of his name because he needed that extra hook because Andrew does not like to sit and get. He is not going to do that. So um, when they did that, they said he played for 30 minutes matching the cars to the parking spots and all of those cars had his name. Amazing because Andrew is that kid. like the kid who's rolling around during story time. And then he goes over to play with blocks, despite everything that you're doing. Even if you've got to pop it out, it doesn't matter. Andrew's not going to be there for it. But if you ask him a question about the book you're reading, he will 100% know the answer. <laughs> anyway, parking lot game. So cool. Editable so that you can type in the letters that your small group is working on. So if you're going to do this in a small group, you get that sheet out, you look at your assessment data and you say, oh, these are the letters I'm going to work on with this group of kids this time when you type them in. Boom. Easy peasy. Um, puppy chow. 
All right. Puppy chow is another, these are, you guys, these are the best activities. These are the things that your kids are going to remember about being in your classroom, right? These are the ones, right? And that's why I wanted to make this freebie because these are the ones that are going to transform what you're doing in your classroom. They're going to transform the way your children learn, the way your children think about school and how they feel about school. These are the ones. Um, So puppy chow is super fun. This original idea is from Dr. Jean. And then many, many, many moons ago, we're talking like more than 12 years probably, I saw her idea and I said, this is great. I did it with my kids, but I noticed that um, when they were waiting for turns or when they were looking for letters, they were just doing this whole thing where, so you take a little stuffed animal, you glue a button magnet on the nose using hot glue or E6000 glue. And then you have a, a, a doggy bowl, a little plastic dog bowl from the dollar store with magnetic letters. And then the dog can pretend to eat the letters. They pull them out. You know, the dog eats, sticks to his nose. They pull it out and they identify the letter on the dog's nose. All fine and good. Love it. When I'm there with them, working in a small group works 100% of the time. They just love it. They just think it's the best thing since sliced bread. But when they do it independently, this is what I notice. Because that's all dogs do when they eat, right? They make this grunting noise. And so that's what the kids would do. And I was like, well, that's not really not how this game works. <laughs> so I would have to go back and redirect. So I was like, what can I do? So I created a dog bone recording sheet, right? So it's a dog bone, big piece, of, big picture of a dog bone on a sheet. And then it has all the letters of the alphabet on it. And as they pull the dog out of the bowl and they look at the letter that he's got on his nose, then they take their bingo dauber and they stamp that same letter on their page, right? Ta-da! Now they are more engaged and on task because they have some kind of a outcome to the game, right? And when they're looking at the letter on the nose and finding it on the paper, that's visual discrimination. So they've got a dog in one hand, stuffed dog, and they've got a bingo dauber in the other. What could be better, right? <laughs> Painting, making dog noises. It can't, life, life is good for these kids in your class. Life is good. Um, and the last one is the wiki stick. So a long time ago, probably another 12 years ago, <laughs> um, I was using wiki sticks in the classroom, right? Those are those waxed strings. I'm sure you've seen them before. Sometimes they have other names if they're made by another company. Wiki sticks is a brand name, kind of like Kleenex is the brand name of the tissue. Um, and they're waxed strings and they're they're very pliable, like string is, right? You can shape them into any form you want, but they stick to a surface and they do it without leaving residue because they're wax. And so I love using these things and I use them a lot during my morning message and my interactive writing times. Um, But they're awesome because the kids can touch and feel the shape of these things if you make them into letters. And so we used to make them on little pieces of laminated paper where I would draw the letter and they would then um, put the wiki sticks on top to make the letter. It's another tactile learning experience. And that's all fine and good. But I thought, wouldn't it be great if we just had a set of these that we could print out, right? So I created an upper and a lowercase set, and you can put them in your literacy center. You can use them for multisensory learning alphabet activities during small group. Um, you can use them in many different ways. Sometimes they even have those wiki sticks in the target. 
um, dollar spot. And they're super inexpensive if you buy them there. I wiki sticks in general, they last a really long time. My kids really like the neon colored ones. They fight over those because there's a pink one. <laughs> um, so the brightly colored ones work better for my kids, um, but they're really great for that multi-sensory learning. See it, say it here and do it. So there's wiki sticks cards that you can print out upper and lowercase for your kids to make the letters with. Now, of course, wiki sticks can be used for many other things. You could do the same with numbers and shapes, depending on the ages of your kids, even sight words. So those are my very favorite and most highly engaging and effective alphabet activities in one handy dandy freebie printable bundle just for you. So you're going to want to check it out at the link below. And I would love, love, love to hear what you think of it. So go ahead and let me know by going over to um, the Apple podcast area and leaving your your thinking or your thoughts about it in the uh, comments. So leave an honest rating and review of the podcast and then go ahead and let me know what you think of this freebie bundle in the comments as well, because I would love your feedback. And if you have any ideas for other um, super simple uh, freebies I could put in there that are also super high um, return, uh, let me know that too, because I can always expand this bundle. But right now, I think it is an amazing freebie bundle that's going to blow you away because there's not a ton of pages, but they're just super engaging and highly effective. These are all things I've used in my own classroom and I've seen my own kids experience. And let me tell you, it's going to be so impactful for you this year. It's going to help you teach better, save time and live more. And that's what we're all about here in Elevating Early Childhood. Thanks for watching. Onward and Upward. Thank you so much for listening to Elevating Early Childhood. Do you have a question that you'd like me to answer raw and uncut right here on the podcast? All you need to do is head over to Apple Podcasts and follow these three simple steps. Step one, leave an honest rating and review telling me what you think of the podcast. Step two, in that review, ask anything you want related to early childhood education. And step three, if you'd like a shout out, leave your Instagram handle or name for me right there in your review. That's it. Easy squeezy, lemon peasy. Then listen in each week for a chance to hear your question answered right here on the podcast. Until next time, I'm Vanessa Levin from Elevating Early Childhood. Onward and upward. Upward.